What is going on everybody? You're listening to In The Mix Radio with your boy the dude. And today, we're going to do a special on the XFL relaunch. Vince McMahon started this venture back in 2001. Now, when he first started this venture, he wanted a football league for entertainment purposes like the WWE. And it was more gimmicky than anything else. The players used nicknames on the back of their jerseys. The rules were kind of out-of-the-box crazy. But he was running it like wrestling. And that entertainment aspect of it. But football is its own form of entertainment. It doesn't need to be changed. The parameters that are in place, they work. They don't need any gimmicks they don't need a dog and pony show if the players are good and the league is structured it will do well it doesn't need bells and whistles so that was a major reason why it failed the first time and also Vince wanted to be the mastermind of it he didn't really want anybody else's input he didn't want to have anybody knowledgeable except for what he thought for his vision and the league failed miserably it lasted one season Not many people remember that season, even the championship game, not many people, except if you see YouTube clips, you really don't have any recollections of the actual game itself. And in the years since, he really looked at the entire picture and when he announced the relaunch, You can tell that he put a lot more thought into it. He hired people with knowledge of football. He brought in Oliver Luck, who has experience as the head of the NFL Europe. And he's Andrew Luck's dad. He was a former quarterback. So he has football background and football knowledge. And he hired him as the commissioner of the league. So right there with that hire, it gives credibility to the league. And the players that are in this league now have NFL experience. They are using the real names on the the back of their jerseys. It's not a gimmick league anymore. It's kind of set up to be a minor league for the NFL to give guys a second or third chance to realize their dream of playing in the NFL. He also hired Jeffrey Pollack as the president and COO. He's going to oversee marketing and business strategy. Now, this hire could bear fruit for him in that aspect This is a a guy who is a former commissioner of the World Series of Poker. So he knows how to market leagues. He knows how to get attention to a sport that maybe 
some people don't think about watching on television. But this guy, he seems to know his stuff. And I think both of those guys really give credibility to the league along with Vince's mind. And it should really work this time. As long as Vince can listen, he will probably have a successful venture this time. The league should be able to last more than one season. Will it compete with the NFL? No. But that's not what it's here for. It's here to be another outlet for fans who love football. Now they get football year-round. Players who want a second chance or a third chance to make an NFL roster and live their dream of playing in the NFL. That's what this league is set up for. It's not set up to take over the world and overthrow the NFL. Now, I mentioned the hires at the top. He also changed some of the gimmick rules that were in place. The old scramble where players lined up at the 35, two players, and they raced to the 50 to gain control of the ball. That was the kickoff. That That is gone now. It's a coin toss and a kickoff. Now, the kickoff, they did make safe, as well as punt returns. They made them safe for the returner. On a kickoff, um, the ball be lined up at the 30, And the kickoff team will be lined up at the 35. Now to cut down on the concussions and and player injuries. The kickoff team can't move until the returner receives the ball. And then they're allowed to move. That seems like a forward thinking rule to eliminate stupid injuries and to protect from concussions. And if it works, if it turns out to be something that does eliminate head injuries and and trauma on a play that not many people think is important, the NFL should think about adopting it in the next CBA. Um, Because CTE and concussions and and longevity of players' lives after the game is a, a very real thing. So with that rule, that that seems like a a forward-thinking, smart player safety rule. And that's probably one of the best rule changes that this league has made. They also took away extra points. There's no extra points. There's no NFL-style two-point conversions. However, teams, they can elect to score either two, three, or one point. Now, for a one-pointer, the scoring team can line up from the two and go for one. They can choose to line up at the five, and that's worth two points. And if they line up at the ten, that's three points if successful. That seems like another forward-thinking smart rule because the extra point in the NFL 
most people want it to be taken away. But with this rule change, it seems that it makes the game more exciting. The the extra point is almost automatic and most people don't care about it. So this rule adds more excitement. It could change the outcomes of games in a very drastic way. And it gives you the, a team, if they're down by more than three points, a chance to win um, or tie the game if they're successful on their attempts. So teams are really never out of the game with this type of rule. And it makes the league more exciting. It, it seems to be geared towards not having as many blowouts in theory and create more fireworks for the offense. Now, another good rule that I, I think is... Um, something the NFL should really think about changing is there's no illegal man downfield. That's one of the most common and dumb penalties that usually negates big plays for an offense. In the XFL, a defender, a lineman can be two yards down the field blocking defenders and there's no penalty for it, which will negate a lot of big plays from here on out. And just that rule and the kickoff rule seem to be smart and and forward thinking that a league like the NFL should have come to that conclusion a long time ago. But the NFL, they like to not think ahead. They like their old rules by old guard and they just don't like change that much. So hopefully if these rules turn out to work for the NFL, the NFL should really think about looking into it um, to create one for more excitement and two to eliminate bad penalties on big plays and that excitement factor that a big play creates for an offense. Now, the XFL is also going with a shorter halftime in hopes of each game being about three hours or less. Whereas an NFL game could be up to four, four and a half hours. Um, the amount of timeouts uh, in the XFL, they each team is given two timeouts a half. Where in the NFL, it's three. And coaches usually take advantage of that and stop the clock and, and drag the game on. Even if a game is out of reach for a team, they just call timeouts just to prolong it and it just makes the game just drag and instead of just being a quick fun event it can feel like it's lasting for no reason at all and there's a play clock that is instilled in this league as well at 25 seconds 
Now, in the NFL, it's 45 seconds between each play, which is also an eternity, and teams use that and drag that clock down. The XFL is quick-moving. It wants to be fast-paced, and let's give the fans a show, and we get home. And that's good. That's good entertainment. It's There's a winner, a loser. Everybody's happy. Um, it's just, it doesn't feel like you're just spending an entire day just sitting there watching something drag on. And that, that's quick moving, exciting games with a lot of points. It's very exciting and it's a good thought, like going into this new calendar year for the XFL, um, all these new rules are something that they're going to be watched very closely by all leagues. The CFL, the NFL, for their upcoming um, bargaining agreements and rule changes. So we, we'll see what, um, what transpires due to these rules. Also, they eliminated the coaches' challenges. Now, they're not gone completely. Um, You won't have bogus calls or missed calls that determine a game. There's one set official who's in a booth who will determine if a play is challengeable and he will make that decision on his own. There's no 10 people and going to a different state and them watching a screen and then getting back to an official it's one guy who makes the decision and that's it and that will save a lot of time that's also it takes a lot of human error out of it um it's just what he sees if he feels what it that is to make his decision there's no overturning it there's no it's one thing that's it his call is his call and that seems to be another good rule that they put in place and hopefully all these rule changes lead to something not just for the XFL success but for other leagues to look around and say we can change things and still make this game fun. So, it this forward thinking is something that could be positive for every kind of football league around, including college. So, we shouldn't bash the XFL for trying new things and trying to be forward thinking we should just enjoy it for what it is the second time around most times we don't get a second chance at things this league we do get a second chance and hopefully it's as exciting as the hype that's surrounding it another thing that the XFL is trying to eliminate that the NFL still can't seem to determine is what a catch is. The XFL has said these two things on the matter, and that's if anybody part 
comes down in play and a receiver maintains possession all the way through, it's a catch. There's no, oh, he made a football move. He didn't make a football move. It's very cut and dry. Catch the ball, maintain possession, come down in bounds. That's it. That's a catch. And if that seems to work in the XFL, then other leagues around the country and around the world will implement that and we will finally learn what a catch is. And maybe games won't be decided on something that fans see as a catch and the officials don't or the officials see it as a catch and the fans don't. There's a common ground and maybe that finally settles everything. Now, the schedule. It's 10 weeks of a regular season. There's four games a weekend. Two games are on Saturday. Two games are on Sunday. Start times are the same. They start 2 o'clock in the afternoon and 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So we pretty much get football every Saturday and Sunday from 2 o'clock to probably around 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. The playoffs, is it's only one week of playoffs. There's a conference championship week, and those teams that win move on to a championship game. And it seems quick. It seems like you're just trying to end it, but that seems like a good rule. I There's only eight teams, so it's easier to break down a playoff that way. But it also ensures that the two best teams will be playing for a championship. There's not as much of a lesser team being able to get hot and go on a run at the right time. And then when they play another team in a championship, it ends up being a blowout. This is, it should come down to the two best teams in the league vying for a championship. And the best part about it is it starts right after the Super Bowl and it brings us almost to the beginning of the NFL offseason. So if you're an avid football fan, you now get football year-round. And I know for me personally, I love the game of football. So the more football I can watch, I'm happy. And this league now fills a void of so many empty months that avid football fans miss so that's awesome I mean you can literally watch football every weekend from August all the way up to April and then you move into the NFL draft training camps OTAs mini camps so you have football all year and that's exciting just the thought is exciting 
And if this league is built the right way, like they say they are this time, that they learned from their previous mistakes, you will literally get football year round for a long time. And that's an exciting thought. Now we're just going to go over um, the divisions. They're, they're, like I said, there's only eight teams. So it's broken down into two divisions. Um, the way they did it was all the cities, except for St. Louis, have an NFL franchise. So obviously there's stadiums there built to hold football games. Um, there's fan bases already in place in those cities. But St. Louis, they do have a stadium and they did have a fan base and they were craving more football since they lost their Rams to L.A. So with this, that city and that fan base can enjoy football again and actually be able to attend events. So hopefully for their sake, it lasts and eventually leads to them getting an NFL franchise back because that fan base was a really good one and they didn't deserve to lose their fan base just because the NFL wanted two NFL teams in Los Angeles to capitalize on that market and what they did was oversaturate it so those two teams are really fighting for one fan base and fans just don't know which one to go with so it's kind of hurting both in the market so maybe one day we will see st louis get a team back they they do deserve it there um speaking of st louis they're in the east division and they will vie for a playoff spot with the tampa bay vipers the new york guardians and the DC Defenders. Now, the Guardians, from the research that I've just browsed through their rosters, they have the most talented roster. Um, That's not to say that the other teams don't have talent. The Guardians just seem to have more players that have a little bit more experience than the other rosters in the Eastern Division. So it wouldn't be shocking if the Guardians were the team that represented the East Division in the XFL Championship. In the West Division, you have the usual suspects of cities, which are the Seattle Dragons, the LA Wildcats, the Dallas Renegades, and the Houston Roughnecks. Now, I think that this division is more wide open roster wise than the Eastern division but you just never know sports are sports for a reason and it's just exciting to get started on these games this weekend which the inaugural game will feature the Seattle Dragons versus the DC Defenders at 2 o'clock on ABC Followed by the LA Wildcats versus the Houston Roughnecks at 5 p.m. on Fox. 
I'm going to check out both games. And I know everybody's excited about this league starting today. It should be a lot of fun. And it's going to be... You're going to see if this league is going to be successful after this first weekend. And it seems that they put what they feel are the best rosters on the opening weekend. Because tomorrow, Sunday, they have the Tampa Bay Vipers versus the New York Guardians at 2 o'clock on Fox. And followed that with St. Louis versus the Dallas Renegades at 5 p.m. on ESPN. And they're trying to put their best games on the networks first to see what kind of following they're going to have. All the big markets, all like Fox, ABC, ESPN, FS1, and FS2, they're going to be the main broadcasters for the games. And those are networks that take their sports very seriously. So you have to know that Vince and Oliver, they're going to do whatever they can to make this league successful. It's something that most fans really wanted when it was first launched. And it turned out to be something completely different. But it really seems like the mistakes were taken into account and really changed and they there was a thought process here like the players they'll they'll have real jerseys with their last names on it not nicknames where you don't really get to personalize the player wearing the jersey and that's something that that means something it shows that you're trying to be a real league they also um, have an app uh, you could play and win money with Play XFL in the App Store and also the XFL app where you can go and look at the rosters and, and get to know the coaches and pretty much everything about the league and they didn't have that last time. I know the internet wasn't as big back then as it is now and most everything is with internet thought in mind so if you're a real avid football fan both of those apps are really cool um they're both free check them out um get to know the league get to know the rosters see who you want to get behind um see if some of the guys you followed in college are on different rosters around the xfl and um see if you want to get behind that team if if you don't have a team in your city just try to embrace the league for what it is it's not here to overthrow the NFL it's here to just fill more fantasy football vibes and football needs and all that stuff it's it should be a fun league and Hopefully it's successful this time. I personally I believe that it's going to be because they changed the the nonsense gimmick rules and implemented real 
rules and put real people in place that have experience in their job title this time. And it's not just Vince McMahon trying to create more sports entertainment on top of wrestling to give a fan base. It's he's trying to give hope to these players who might not have had a fair shake their first NFL tryout training camp maybe an injury happened these guys now have a second chance to to live out a dream and that's what makes this league fun thank you guys for listening to in the mix radio with your boy dude I'll be back after the games um if you guys have any questions send them in on anchor uh also the social media pages for in the mix radio we um Take all questions, whatever topics you want covered, sports-wise, fantasy football-wise, fantasy hockey-wise, whatever you guys want, send in your questions and we'll answer them. Thank you guys again for listening.